basically, I think I had some like residue. And is that an okay thing to say? I don't know the terminology, and I don't want to offend anybody. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's okay. okay. I don't. I don't. I I, yeah. Using is fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I like. I might have had a little bit. I took with me. I know I had like some residue like i i kind of had like leftover i had like a like a process where i was like okay i'll wean myself off (laughs) um and so that's basically what i did when i first left with them and then uh it worked oddly enough like i don't remember having a lot of like withdrawals which seems weird because like i said i had another period in time right not long before that where I did go through extreme withdrawals okay, and like interest um but I don't like I think because there was enough distraction and like um, a change of pace and scenery right. and something else yeah. to focus on and then there were also other intoxicants that they were using that you know I could sort of like we like, like, um, and get on the other about these- about these magazine salespeople. So, like, did they sell like one certain kind of magazine, or were they like, here's a bunch of subscriptions to a bunch of magazines? It's a bunch of subscriptions, and basically, like, they, you go door to door. It's 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 skeezy. Like, you go. I mean, they're real subscriptions. It's right. not like you're not selling real product, but like, they encourage you to like, be like, I'm from this town, and like, I went to the high school, and I'm selling these for the like, you, you kind of like, you, you're supposed well, to make. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. It'd be crazy if someone's like, I ride around in a van. I'm from a completely different state. Get some subscription magazines. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, but, and I was awful at selling magazines. So, yeah. How long, were, <laughs> how long are you, how long were you a part of the band of magazine sellers? Uh, basically, the entire summer. I think I came back in September because I celebrated my birthday uh, while still on the magazine crew. Okay. Um, so I made it to um, I made it to Seattle actually. Like we went through wow. Iowa and Utah and Colorado. Not in that order. I kind of get it out of order there. But um, and yeah, like I my last day was in Seattle, and then I came back. They sent me. So they sent me home on a on a gray home greyhound bus. Luckily, you know, as for as like sort of skeezy and weird of a operation it was, like. They, you know, when, when you said you wanted to leave, like they, Let they you bought your ticket and like you were, you were gone. Like I, I, I like at that point in time, like I could have gotten trapped in some sort of like weird. Anything. Like, you could so have done anything. Yeah. Could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, if, if I was like, uh, I don't know if I was like my mom or one of them i would say that that was like a miracle for you <laughs> that you <laughs> yeah. like that like you stumbled upon well i i still I, I i believe that like you know certain things like happen that like give you know make your path in life or whatever and i feel like that was totally one for you like that's mm-hmm. such a wild thing to happen at your like lowest point and then uh, for you at that time and then like you just it kind of saves you you know yeah. like that experience yeah. And what a wild story. Yeah. But and there's there's more to it if you want to hear. I don't know. Um, yes. <laughs> um well, I you know, not trying to like gloss over any of these parts in this time, but it's like it all sort of connects to like me just getting into my next era of life, which would be improv, I guess. <laughs> nice. Um but uh 
so when I came home, I also brought with me a very terrible boyfriend. Uh, yeah, you met through the magazine thing? Yes, met him on the magazine crew, uh, brought him home with me. Uh, Were you welcome like, home? What, I, was, I was welcomed home, yeah. Okay. And my parents, like, they welcomed him home, too. Like, they were very nice. Like, I, I can't even imagine, like, I don't know. But they were just, I think they were, yeah, they were happy to have me back. And, like, we stayed in the lower level of that. We had, like, a tri-level. So we stayed in the lower level of the tri-level. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he was a, not a good person. <laughs> like, no. Uh, but I, in a weird way, um, I needed to date that not not good person to because when I uh, and I wouldn't say that in most circumstances I would say you don't need to um, date uh, someone verbally and slightly physically abusive to like be uh, to grow in life but in this case it uh, it oddly worked out for me because when I came back you know like my old friends of course you know wanted to reconnect and of course. I also did too, in a way, because I loved my friends, you know, like, right. I, you know, um, but because I had an asshole boyfriend who basically was trying to control me, um, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to see my friends, but I, I think I kind of subconsciously knew what I was doing mm-hmm. because also by the time, like it got too much with him, which should have been right away, but like, it's almost like I was with them long enough to like say no to them for long enough that, I ended up um, getting new friends, <laughs> not, you know, I, I right. say like, but like, because I couldn't be friends with them at that period of time or else right. I would have just jumped right back into what I escaped from. Right. Right. Because you know? were they still using drugs and stuff? Yeah. 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 Um, so it kind of, it worked out because I, I wouldn't have said no to them probably. Like, even though I didn't want to jump back into it, like I love, like I said, I love my friends. So like, right. I would have wanted to see them. I would have, I would have caved at some point and there's no way in seeing them that I wouldn't have ended up doing it again. Like right. like, it's just such That's a part kind of what of a crazy we did. situation to be in. You're like, I don't want to go back to this old life that I'm at, but also this current one isn't 100% great either, but like it was a good thing in the sense that it kept you from going back into heroin. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and then, uh, that is yeah. fascinating. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I, uh, but so during the time I was with that asshole. Um, <laughs> How long were you with him? Uh, I guess, let's see. I came back in September of 98, well, I, I mean, it seemed like a longer period of time in a way, but I think I was broken up with him. I was broken up with him before my 21st birthday. So I think that's like that summer in there, like the next summer, like, so it was, it was not, I mean, I probably was with them, like including the magazine crew time, like a total of a year. Okay. okay. Um, but, but by, but so like, but during that time of being home, like I got a job at Borders and I made some really awesome friends who I'm still friends with now. Um, and so I just sort of like started into this new part of my life and I had enough securement there, you know, um, that I think, you know, when I broke up with him, there was no temptation to go back to my other friends. Uh, well, I hate to say it's like my old friends, cause some of them I'm still, friends with now and i love them so like you well, know, like circumstance I, wise you couldn't go back at that time exactly right um so it's like i was with them long enough to like just sort of establish a base of a new life and right. then 
Well, uh, and you probably need a long time away from that substance for well, it no, to yeah, be like transition. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean it is like because yeah, it's it's really difficult for people to like physically and mentally disconnect themselves from it, and especially if they have loved ones, uh, friends, family, you know, uh, significant others that are connected to it. That's why it's like it's more than just the physical. Deta- you know detachment from it there's so much there's more like that some like, sense of community yeah. with it too i guess yeah. right wow yeah and so then you started doing improv from that well the, the improv actually came like uh so a couple summers later but uh you know i worked at borders and i had like you know i made great friends doing that sort of establishing a new life but then i got fired from borders <laughs> because Aww. uh I I think it was I was late too many. I, I I used to be a very late person. I used to be late all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So like I was I would always show up for work. It's the same in school. Like I would always show up, but I would often show up late and the accruement of like those late times um basically eventually got me fired. But um you know, I st- I kept my friends from borders, but also the time um that I got fired, my my great grandmother had passed away. Um, and, and she, you know, left all the great grandkids, like a little bit of money. Like it was basically enough to buy a second city class. (laughs) Like I had, so I had like time and money and it was something I had been interested in for a while. And thank God I didn't get into it earlier because I would have been on drugs. (laughs) It would have been, I would have been a hot mess, but it just kind of came at this right time of like, this gets canceled and like, now I start my new life and and one window close another one opens yeah that's so cool so you already knew what second city was you were already interested in it you knew where it was and everything and signed yourself up it wasn't like a go on well so it wasn't did you perform before you did second city no i was not like a high school theater kid or anything like that um i did because i I did take uh, a few community classes, uh, community college classes along the way in this period of time. Um, and I did take like one acting or was it? Yeah, because we're both students of Macomb University, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I took, the, nice. I can't remember if it was an acting class or a theater class, um, like general, but I didn't even finish that. I dropped out of it before the <laughs> end of it. Um, so yeah, when I came to like take second city classes, I, uh, I didn't really have any experience. Yeah, fresh slate to start with. Yeah, I just had an interest like uh, in sketch comedy. So that's why I knew about it because there was like, you know, a few years before I remember thinking like, I'm interested in sketch comedy. I don't even know if I really knew what improv was at that point, but like, this is something I'm interested in. And I didn't, and I sort of like, how would I even get into it? And so I think that's how I discovered the second city when it was in Detroit. Okay. Um, so it was always in the back of my mind and then it was like you know time money the window opened up and so then I jumped in uh and I never okay. looked back and then you never <laughs> left never That's good cool. well yeah. Lauren I'm really happy to hear that all of that worked out for you and Thanks. you grew from it yeah you grew from it and i mean yeah, that I, you, I really thank you so much for sharing that that's very vulnerable and that's probably definitely like a huge formative part of your life that's yeah 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 yeah, it was no oh no because you were talking uh, just like uh, being a formative years like and i and i like and so like in like you know 
uh, sort of taking, jotting my notes down. And it was like, so like, you know, there's all these like smaller stories from my younger days. And I was like, well, what do I want to really focus on? And then, but then like thinking of like 18 to 25 and I'm like, I don't know how to not tell this all together. And also like, like, yeah. I, yeah and it's like they're all connected in some way yeah you yeah. have to talk about the whole like broad overview of the thing yeah right yeah like i can't just talk about the magazine crew and tell you not um, tell you the lead up to why i ended up there <laughs> like yeah, right what sure. is like i i always like sometimes i get like nervous about talking about myself or even like especially a story like that where it's almost like i feel so i may still feel connected to it because clearly it's a part of like what made me into what i am now but i also mm -hmm. feel it's like so far removed from where I'm at now. So I, I don't even think about it or talk about it a lot, not even because I'm like ashamed of it, but because like, it doesn't occur to me. So like right. a lot of people that don't know that, but I also was like, man, is it weird to talk about this? Like, I just want to uh, make sure I'm not like, not at all. Uh, no. I don't know sensationalizing or like being like this is interesting hey, I don't you're know. not like romanticizing it or anything but it's like this no. is part of my life that happened and right it's but how I, I, I came to be who i am today and yeah. you were lucky to have circumstances that helped propel you out of that yes very that lucky. were completely like no one's gonna find a magazine crew these yeah, days i'm sure that out, does you know? not exist yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah so. you don't need it anymore <laughs> no one needs to ride a van across the country we can just click a couple buttons on the keyboard yeah good yeah uh, but well, yeah thank you, thank you for sharing that with us oh th yeah thank you i mean i yeah thanks uh, <laughs> yeah, <okay>. welcome <laughs> all right so that was such a good seedling stage our final stage is called the sage stage the sage which is 25 to current yeah so you have a, an opportunity here to share us with us anything no i think it's gonna be as interesting as that but um <laughs> <laughs> i did a lot of improv uh, which you guys know about um, yes no i mean yeah actually this was the uh 25 to now is like the hardest one for me to like think of like i don't know just to sort of like pinpoint a good story i don't know why i don't know if it's because i'm closer to it now but then it's also it's like we're talking about 16 years so i'm like i should have something yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but uh i i would say like because once again i, I kind of went like what's the theme you know like with growing up puberty hair was the theme that was the thing that plagued my mind the most and i i think like um aging and my body uh is probably the thing that like stands out to me the most is like just the theme, like, well, I remembered, uh, so on my 25th birthday, so this literally starts on the day I turned 25. Um, <laughs> Perfect. But I, uh, I woke up that morning and I was like on this like group, um, uh, like cabin trip. So there's like, you know, people of all ages, whatever, you know, people are parents ages and kids or whatever. But this one woman, um, she said to me, cause they were like, oh, it's Lauren's birthday. She turned 25 and she was like, Oh, 25. That's the age when your cells start dying uh, or stop growing and start dying. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, huh? Repeat. So I know, but I was like, it was like, I, and I don't think she even meant it in a doom and gloom way. I think it was sort of like in that, like, here's a scientific fact I know, but I was yeah. like, so it, it was like, basically, so like anything good or bad you've done for your body, like now, like, 
you just have to like deal with the repercussions oh, for the rest of that for the rest of your oh. life. You have no other, no other chance to build up your body. Like this is it, and it's only going down. Oh my and god! And I was like, holy shit! <laughs> so that put me in a little bit of a tailspin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I had more of like a midlife crisis at 25 than 30. 30, I was like. I'm I with was, you on that. Yeah, I'm with I, you on that. I 25 was rough for me. Too. 25 is hard. Yeah, mm. it's, like, it's like that point when you realize that you're actually an adult. Like, I don't know. Yeah, um, you, you don't get to like get away with as much stuff as you did a few years earlier. You have to start figuring stuff out more, but you still yeah. No idea You've been drinking for that. a while, <laughs> so like you know that's not exciting anymore. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then you definitely and feel like you've got more of an idea about things when you're thirty, so it's a little bit easier. Yeah, thirty. I was like, I was well into my improv, you know, career. Like I was feeling, you know, like I, I, I was at a point. I was another changing point in my life. I was like, I had like lost weight that year so I was like feeling healthy and mm -hmm. good like, not that losing weight is equal to being healthy but uh but anyway you, but uh <laughs> you're doing things to make yourself feel good yeah like I felt like I, I I felt really good and I just was like surrounded by friends I you know I'd moved to Ferndale and Go was opening and it was just like it was a really fun An exciting time yeah like it was a really fun time but meanwhile, um, at 25, that lady told you that your cells were dying, and then you're just like, what What do I have to look forward to? I know, I, I had, yeah, and then by 30, I was like, well, fuck it, you know, like, yeah. like it, was, yeah. it was more like, that's the, that's the birthday where you're sort of like, this is supposed to be when you're like, holy shit, I'm getting old, but I was like, you know what, whatever, I don't care, like, I yeah. feel good, and I'm happy, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think, like, uh, body-wise, or, like, aging-wise, like, the biggest thing, and I mean, well, this is connected to aging, but also some people just have problems with this in general, but like, uh, my, like my back issues, which, uh, really have been fine, um, as of lately. And I, I've, I've maintained them, but when I was, uh, let's see, I guess I was 32. It was like right when I started dating Scott. Um, so Maybe I was 33. I don't mean that doesn't matter. <laughs> You're like, it doesn't matter. I was sometime <laughs> in my early 30s. Get over it. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, I had like a severe um, bout. I don't even know if that's the right word for it, but of like sciatic, uh, sciatic nerve uh, issues. Um, so basically, like Scott and I started dating this the summer of like, and it was like in June, like, but we were like seeing each other. I don't even know if we were like officially dating uh, until uh, a little like. Anyway, that doesn't matter either. <laughs> but we were so we were in the initial. Tell us about your love. <laughs> yeah, we were we were in the beginning stages of our, our relationship. Okay. Um, but I like I had uh, a severe like sciatic nerve issue that just it started and I guess in about maybe August like it was like I I was crawling out of bed in the mornings like I I couldn't go to work for I think like a couple weeks I, I was waiting tables at the time so it's like you know I have physical yeah but like Did something happened to like trigger it or was it just like one day no it was it I think it was kind of over t like I realized after especially from doing like finally getting physical therapy for it um it was more of an accumulative uh accumulated effect of like 
my job because I was a lot of like bending over and like just like certain you you realize like doing certain movements repetitively like was like jacking up my spine like mm-hmm. so right. it wasn't yeah it wasn't like one um one big thing that happened it was more of an accumulated effect but it was it was so severe that it was sort of like when I would go like I you know I went to several different chiropractors um I went to a doctor who was awful um and I hadn't been to a doctor in years but I was like well I guess I go to a doctor I don't know what the hell to do and but it was like we're like they're all kind of like well what happened and I'm like I don't know <laughs> like yeah I just can't walk straight anymore and it like it hurt so bad like like it was like and there's a lot of people that have sciatic nerve pain so I mean like you know like uh but it's like it basically like it shoots down your leg and it's sort of like when when I had it like it was like it tightened it feels like it tightens the muscles like so like it almost like tightens and hardens them so it's like like you almost can't walk like or you can't like I would go like and I would like try to go get like a massage to like help you know maybe work it out and it was like I could barely walk from my car to go to get the massage and then I would come out and it would just like not feel any better and it's like something that's supposed to at least be soothing in the moment it was yeah. just like everything was like no painful. relief all oh, that sucks yeah and, and but we, you know this is how it's how you know it's true love because like I mean like yeah I was first seeing Scott and he would like spend the night and it's like like I would like be crawling across the floor in the morning like <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> We would joke that, like, I was just a spine and I'd be on the floor, Scott, help me! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're like, you're you're, you're, you're you're looking pretty vulnerable. vulnerable. Yes, exactly. Very vulnerable. And, like, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it was like, I I had, so, like I said, I hadn't gone to the doctor in years, and, um, which I probably should have, but I just didn't have insurance, like mm-hmm. a lot of young Americans and right. Right. old Americans <laughs> uh, right. at that time. Um, yep. But uh, uh, so yeah, like I, I was like, well, I, I found a doctor that apparently had good reviews. Um, but I went to the doctor, and it's like, it's it's not a great feeling when you feel like you're smarter than your doctor. That's like, the worst feeling ever. Well, like, I mean, she'd be, she was like someone that I was like, man, like, I wouldn't trust you to drive my car. Like, she was so spacey and like, she was like, comp- like, she was, like, I'd get there and I'd be in pain and she'd be like, I like your purse. I'm like, I don't fucking care about my purse. Just Take it. it. Like, you can have the purse. Just tell me what's wrong me with my me. problems. Yeah. And she basically was just like prescribing ibuprofen to me, which I'm like, I can get this at the drugstore. I know this already exists. And also, like, I'm not, you're not supposed to take that every day for a elongated Forever. period of time. Right. And yeah. I was taking it every day because I, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, get out of bed if I didn't. And, uh, and I remember, like, asking her, I was like, you know, do you think we should find a way for me to, like, not have to take this? And, like, and she's like, oh, no, it's fine. You can just still keep taking it every day. I'm like, no, I can't. Like, your nurse was just in here. And she even told me, yeah, you probably should, like, stop uh, taking. Like, it's like, oh. I, I, yeah if i didn't That's trust a horrible feeling yeah yeah um oh, no. on a much smaller scale i went to an eye doctor because i was like having issues with my eyes and stuff and he pretty much was just like your eyes are perfect and i was like i don't appreciate feeling like a crazy person <laughs> that, like, I yeah to somebody else and then they were able to assist me and it was like such a relief it was like finally you know 
Well, yeah. Like things like that. Like, even if like you're, you, you got, you know, you know, your body, you've lived with your right. body your whole life and you're like, why? Well, I, I know something's different or like, this feels weird. This doesn't feel right. And then you try to go and talk about it. And like a lot of times, like, yeah, you got to get brushed off. Like, unless it seems like it's a severe thing. And I know yeah. like, I, 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 I'm not trying to shit on doctors cause I've, I've had some good ones too, but like, There's uh, doctors out there too. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm sure it, uh, I it's a very difficult field to be in but like yeah it's uh it sucks to be in that position where you're like I need help but no one knows how to help me yeah right 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 um yeah yeah. and and uh yeah uh, during that period of time too was like you know I've I've generally had a sunny disposition in life I guess or Mm -hmm. like um but I was in so much pain that like I had that moment or a few moments really where I was like like I, it, it that where I was like sort of like I know like not I know why um but where you kind of like have those thoughts like you like I understand why people who have chronic pain like want to end it <laughs> you know like like that's no way to live right no I don't mean to laugh at that like I'm no not but like at it's it, but, like miserable to like constantly be in yeah pain. yeah like I yeah I, like I've never had that thought of like this is like and I didn't get to the point where I was like I'm going to to kill myself but i also never before even with the the drugs and stuff i was doing i never like had like a thing where i was like i want to kill myself or like yeah well it's also like a physical and mental um thing when you have chronic pain because you're like without trying to you're like why do i have pain and these other people don't and also you are in physical pain and it's exhausting to your brain and it's like a loop of just like a spiral of bad like thoughts too that come with it yeah and it separates you from other people because you can't join in with them with stuff as much as you would like to and like that's always been my personality is like I'm a joiner (laughs) it's like yeah you know and like I like to go out and hang out with people so it's like you like yeah it kind of like and and like when I when I was going through it like uh when I would go out like because I would push myself to go out because they also like tell you like you know you read up all this stuff like what's the best method to take to like help get through this um and like uh, you know, something that like, they're like, don't sit still, you know, don't lay down, like go out, walk. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that, which uh, I'll then like take a ton of ibuprofen and then also drink because that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but like, but so that I'm not, so I can actually like socialize and feel happy out right now. But like, I also like felt like I was talking about it all the time because I'm like, it's like so prevalent in like, right. everything that it's I'm feeling at that moment. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like it becomes like this, like I'm more than this, but this is all I got to talk about right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, how long did that go on for you? I mean, it you know, it's like it seemed like forever at the time. It was a few months though, um, like from like you know initiation to like going to the doctor, not really having a, any success with and like trying different chiropractors and uh, different like massages and stuff like that, and then like well finally my doctor um she did prescribe uh me to go to physical therapy which that was great like she finally did something right yeah physical Uh, physical therapy is amazing yeah and that's what like not only did it help me recover but it also sort of like got me like better acquainted with my body so like even 
um, since then, like, like there have been moments where I like, I'm, I might find myself in a position where I can feel my like leg muscles, like the stuff tighten up, but like, I'll sort of correct my posture. Or, like I'll remember something that we did and I'll like correct it. And it, I mean, it works. And it's knock on wood. Yeah. Like it, what's that? It's still helpful for you today. Yeah. Like it kind of, yeah. Um, but I also, I, I don't, um, I don't have that same job that I had. So I'm not, I'm not in that, like, uh, I'm not in the physically demanding field that I was before, you know? Okay. Uh, so yeah. I'm also not, I, I've also taken that out of my life of like those repetitive movements, but I was still doing that for a while after I had like recovered. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm glad that you're not in pain. Yeah, um, me too. Thanks. I am too. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It's like, a, yeah. I mean, physical pain is, yeah, mental, physical, like, they, they, they're all entwined. They are totally 100% all connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when one of them goes off, the other one. And you don't to pay follow. attention to that, like, yeah. when you're younger, but then as, like, time goes on and you're noticing, like, patterns and stuff, you're like, actually, yep, these are all totally connected. Yeah. 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 But yeah, luckily I haven't had like a, an awful bout of it really since then. I mean, you know, like I, I, my back's never been the same, you know, my body's never felt the same. Like now it's like that, that thing you always hear. It's like, once you get to a certain age, like you just always feel pain, but like, and I, but now it's like at a level where it's like, I don't, like, I don't feel pain right now. Like I feel good, but maybe I'm just used to like how stiff my body has become. Right. Well, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you just become okay with it. And- yeah. I remember when I was like 23 or four, uh, I went to the bar with my cousins. It was uh, the last time you could smoke in the bars. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my cousins all went. We called it the Great American Smokeout. Just a lot of detail. I'm sorry. Uh, mm-hmm. But we went to the bar and me and my cousin were dancing. And he like lifted my leg above my head as if we were like, I don't know fabulous dancers and we are are dirty dancing (laughs) yeah and it uh like tore every ligament behind my knee and from that moment on like I have to be very careful with my knee and I've like hurt my knee post to that happening from like jumping off the stage or like running around the building during a Christmas show or something um and every time you like even feel like an inclination of that pain returning you're like ooh, 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 and, like you immediately draw back so I totally yeah. know what I mean and yeah it makes you feel like less able or whatever uh, obviously I'm not disabled but like less able to do things because you're in fear of that pain you know right it's scary before, but it's in your best interest to avoid it yeah right. and before that happened like you didn't give a thought to those actions no like, I jumped now off anything <laughs> yeah you're thinking about it you just reminded me too that like during like my recovery when I was like starting to feel better then uh I rolled my ankle <laughs> which like yeah. oh, no. like fucked up my ankle but like I have rolly ankles well just mainly the one it's my my right <laughs> ankle but, ankles yeah but like it's my have... rolly ankles bickers <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's something I have to do, like uh, I, I'm gonna wear the the name with pride, but um, <laughs> but it's something that I have to think about. Like the last, not this past Easter because we didn't go anywhere, but the Easter before, like Scott and I were going to the car. We had like food in our hands to go to like family house, and like my ankle rolled, and it just does that every once in a while. Like I step on uneven ground, and I basically like I I fell on the ground, 
and like everything flew in the air <laughs> and like but i i've fallen like that so many times like it's almost like i, I, I i'm glad my body knows how to fall because i just kind of like woo, Limp and, like, up okay. and just let yourself fall yeah, yeah. like i just yeah. kind of like i don't know like i've done it a, a few i i've when i was still working as, as a server like i one time i had a hot pot of coffee in my hand i stepped on someone even ground i totally fell on my ass but i didn't spill the coffee <laughs> i didn't like it was just like and i was fine like i don't know and you like held onto the pot and kept it all in there yeah i, yeah, I it's mean it's crazy I think- how your body is like if i'm like holding like a, my baby niece or nephews or whatever and then i fall like your body like does a thing so it's like and keep this baby safe and like yeah your whole body is gonna go limp and fall down but it's yeah. weird that uh emergency mode that you go into yeah yeah for sure Human luckily, body's yeah. Fascinating. it is mm-hmm. fascinating yeah and, and well luckily you know i mean our bodies don't clearly always work for us to our favorite no Uh, literally the one time i jacked up my knee i jumped off the stage at go how the stage at go is not even a foot not even it's like probably a little over a foot but yeah it's crazy like the things that you could do do you know how many times i've jumped off that stage though Nine hundred and sixty thousand. but for some reason that one time it was just like oh shit oh shit and it just was not good you landed just wrong well, I, yeah, I actually, and it was uh, in the middle of a Christmas show, and I was like, oh. and it was like right at the beginning. You have to and get I back had up the and act whole like time oh, to like. Yeah, I was like, great. yeah, it was terrifying. I I actually uh, apparently the ghost stage is very dangerous because I actually tore my calf muscle in an improv set. It sounds like it was a diff. Let's see, wasn't this past year? It was a year before. It was Kara and I in our Doublelicious set, and it was like oh. right near the beginning i think i saw that i don't remember you hurt yourself though no because i i i don't know like it, it was like i heard it pop like like i heard a, a snap pop and wow, i was like what the doing f-? your set yeah wow. and then so i like i didn't move around as much because i was jumping around at the beginning of the set and then it was like not yeah i just i i just i tried to not this let okay, anyone know during the set were you a dad who was like working out a lot i feel like it was like a father-son scene and you're you were like a really tough like dad and he was always just working out and that might have been it i don't remember <laughs> i have i have uh seen the set since because i was like in my mind i was like i was jumping around so much and that's when it happened and i watched the set and the moment that it happened i literally just turned too fast and my 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 calf muscle snapped i was like oh that's cool my body's in great shape it happens sometimes (laughs) there's days that i wake up and like my lower back hurts and just like showering my body or drying it off is like impossible and i'm like wow i take this for granted that this is just like normally very simple for me yeah (laughs) whatever it happens to all of us yeah all right should we move on to our niche quiche yeah do you guys have any good niche quiches I don't know. Um, well, I have one, but... Go ahead, then. <laughs> okay, my niche quiche this week is Matt Penridge because um, he's one of my best friends, and I've been staying at my gorgeous and lovely and f- fantastic cousin's house for the last several months, ever since I um, moved out of Ferndale. 
and um, Matt and I were just casually talking last week, and he um, offered me to rent his house, and it just, like, was so perfectly aligned for both of us, and now it's going to happen, and I'm moving in today and this weekend, and, um, yeah, so thanks, Maddie Patty. I love you. Very exciting, and for our listeners, Maggie was moving before we started this recording, and then she's going to continue to do it after this recording. Yeah, I literally stopped so I could record with Lauren Bickers because she is my icon, my hero, my life, my legend. You are mine. (laughs) (laughs) I own you is what I mean. Not (laughs) that's fine. You can own me. My mom would be happy with that. (laughs) Oh, that's a good niche quiche. Um, do you have a niche quiche? Oh God, I don't know. I this is what this is the thing I didn't think about. (laughs) It's okay if you don't have a niche quiche. Like, what, what like, am I into? It's I just know. like anything, like it could be mainstream yeah. or it could be very Brendan, like Brendan a can go, Brendan will go now and then you can think of anything you're into, anything that comes to mind, a song, a can opener, I don't care what it is, something <laughs> that's in your life right now that you're digging or that's making it easier. All right, sounds good. So like my niche piece right now, I am obsessed with watching like TV shows or listening to podcasts that I normally wouldn't want to watch outside of quarantine, but I like to watch things that make me feel like really nice and warm and fuzzy. So like right now I'm obsessed with Amy Schumer learns how to cook on the food channel. It's her, okay. and her husband and he's a chef and they're, they have like cameras set up in their house and then their nanny videotaping her learn how to cook. And it's an hour long show and it's just like so delightful and then um, Joe Firestone has this podcast. It's called Everyday Decisions. And what she does is she inter- she interviews somebody and just asks them about their last 24 hours of their day. So there was like an episode where she talked to her grandparents and they were just like, this morning I like brought the meat out of the freezer so I could make it for dinner. It's just like little teeny things like that. But it was like, for some reason, like this is such a good distraction right now. I love that. To someone's silly day-to-day thing. And then speaking of Joe Firestone, she's also on the show called um, Joe Para Talks With You. Have you guys watched that show? No. It's on Adult Swim, I think. But I was watching some of that and it's like this guy who was born like, he's like our age, Maggie, but he sounds... And moves like a grandpa. And I know like, who Joe really, Para is, I feel. Really quiet, like, slowly and, like, gently, but it's, like, so soothing. And, like, it's just, these are all the things that I'm obsessed with that I probably yeah. would have given, like, a second thought in a normal world. <laughs> I love that. I highly recommend all three. All Perfect. right. I, I never listen to podcasts, so I need to. I listen to yours, though. I mean, oh, I had before. I'm sorry. <laughs> But I, I, I'm like, that's something I need to do more of. Cause like, there's so many good I mean, ones. Like, now's a great time to give them a listen. Yeah. And when you're cooking, Lauren, turn no, them on when you're cooking. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I definitely should. Well, and I have like a Google home thing, which I never use, but that's how mm. I listened to you guys uh the other day yeah and I was we're like, on spotify everybody <laughs> yeah yeah but i was like this is great i'm like why am i not been doing this the whole time <laughs> it's a game changer you should definitely be listening to podcasts oh, yeah. like i listen yeah. when i cook too it's nice yeah, yeah. I, I feel ashamed i shouldn't have said i don't listen to podcasts on a podcast no, don't feel ashamed. <laughs> do I'm not feel ashamed don't. it's nothing i don't have anything against it like it's i think it's just like something 
uh, like, I just have to put it into my routine. And once I do, I'm going to be the better for it. And, you know, like, there's so much good quality stuff out there. Well, I think if you it's need just... any recommendations, just let us know. We've got plenty. Let us know, because me and Brendan are potheads. We won't right. talk about oh, it on God. this podcast, because we've already done that a million times. But we got some recommendations. We got some good ones. All right. Um, so that, that's, uh, my, my, uh, my niche quiche is, uh, trying to get into, uh, new things. Well, actually, you know, talking, speaking of new things or technology, you know, like I, in some ways, like, I, I don't like to, I, I, I hate when people say they're old. Like, I don't know why. Um, I just feel like, cause you hear 20 year olds say, I feel I'm so old. And it's like, I guess it's, yeah, I don't know. It loses it's, like, its charm if you're not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in a way, I'm kind of an old lady with technology uh -huh. <laughs> um but like with all of this happening it's gotten me more used to like even like just like zoom stuff like like i was super uncomfortable with doing any of like or video call or anything like that before this all happened and now like because with my job and like just doing social zooms and like this like i've gotten more and more comfortable with it which i appreciate because it's like it's something that i need you know like it's part of our world yeah it's <laughs> like good to have in your back pocket yeah, yeah. And, it's like, and uh the more i get comfortable the more like i can appreciate like how it, it is helpful to us and um but like so yeah same thing with like podcasts it's like i'm kind of an old late like it's like it it's not a younger generation thing but at the same time i think younger generation is sort of like that it, it's introduced them at an age where you're like this is like this is normal yeah. everybody listens to sure. oh yeah where it's yeah. like, I was like, what? This is happening? Oh, it's been happening for years now? I should, yeah. I should hop on. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely great. And it's cool, too, because it's like, this is a medium of entertainment that kind of didn't really get stopped by the pandemic. It's like, it, yeah. you can still keep doing it. Yeah. So yeah. there's always going to be like new content. The sound quality probably isn't as perfect as it was before, but it still is still yeah. great. We're all, yeah. we're all, we're all working with what we can yeah you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah so lauren's niche quiche is technology <laughs> technology and adapting to the tabs That's i right love it you. i love it i good love it for you lauren yeah. <laughs> um, it was so good so much for to doing you. vulnerability with us oh thank you guys for having me thank you for sharing like yeah. some really good stories those were so Truly. good i loved every oh, last one you. yeah no and yeah, and I, I truly do want to, this is not me blowing smoke up your ass, or maybe it is if that's a good thing, but um, Lauren, truly, I'm not even kidding, Lauren was my uh, teacher for every improv class and writing class, no joke at all, I had three other teachers, and I don't think that I would have continued this or been any good at this or had as much fun if you were not my teacher, my friend, and my mentor, and I love Aww. you to the moon. Yeah, oh, I do. Lauren Bickers, you're great. I remember watching you perform, and then I've already told you this before, but then when I was thinking about taking a sketch writing class at Plan Ant, and then they like announced that you would be teaching it, and I was like, oh, no brainer. I'm signing up for that. And it was such a Absolutely. fun class. Like, I had a great time. Oh, that was yeah. a great class. Yeah, yeah. You're an awesome uh, and, teacher. Oh, and it you was are. To do everything with you. And maybe one day, maybe one day the world will see the show that me and Tom wrote and was ready right. to perform exactly. oh that you were the director of. <laughs> we haven't really even talked about that, but uh, I, I yeah. hope, I hope very much so that we all get to see that one day. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. I know yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what, what, what is there to you say? Know, what is there to say? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? But we love you and thank you. Yeah, we love you. Too. I love you too. Thank you guys Bye. so much. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>